Hi friends, you've arrived at The Space In Between. I'm your host, Deneen Sig. I'm an attorney, a mom, an author, an entrepreneur, and a widow. You are in the right place if you want to learn how we will navigate life's transitional moments, both good and not so good. Together, we will find the magic and bring the light to anything you are dealing with. Come sit with us in the space in between. On this episode, the very first episode of the space in between, my very good friend Kelly joins me and I am so thankful to have her in the studio. Kelly and I have been through many of life's in-between moments, and we have each been there to help the other one up. The reason I wanted Kelly here today is that she has some really valuable insights into just the general concept of what the space in-between is. And again, I'm just very grateful to have her, and I hope that you enjoy this episode as much as I did recording it. I think you should start by talking about how you came up with this idea because it is passionate for you. I was in this moment in my life that really came without warning. I was married with two kids living in New York City and noticing that my husband wasn't able to walk a certain way. He wasn't able to lift things. And it took almost a year and a half to two years for him to be diagnosed with a movement disorder called multiple system atrophy. And In that diagnosis, in that day, we learn that there's no treatment, there's no cure, there's no real hope, and that most people from the time of diagnosis live about six years till the time of their death. I was told that my husband, Jonathan, was in late stages of MSA and that he had maybe about two years. That two years turned into actually eight. So it went on way, way longer than I thought. And what I had to do for what turned out to be years on end was find the perseverance, find the reserves for the space in between. I had to truly figure out how I was going to manage this space that I started to call myself a pre-widow. And it was really about, I know this person is going to die. I know that where I came from is no longer there, where I was a wife, mother, two kids on the ski team, on baseball teams, in gymnastics, ballet, all of that stuff was there in the beginning. It was going to continue. But my typical role as a mom was no longer going to be just trying to manage kids' busy schedules, my husband's work schedule, my sometimes work schedule. I served on two different boards, so I was managing that calendar. It I knew instinctively that where I came from was no longer there, but I wasn't sure what I was going to, except it was going to end badly. Every doctor we saw in New York City had no hope to offer, and they were like, he's basically going to have worse days and then die. And then I guess for me, coming from a background of cancer in my family, you get that diagnosis, and there's a really huge fight, fight, fight that goes on. Your doctors want to fight for you. Your family wants to fight for you. Your friends want to fight for you. What are you doing? Are you doing chemo? Are you going to get the tumor excised? Are you going to change your diet? There's all these different components that you can bring into your life for your in-between diagnosis and hopefully not demise. But with MSA, there was nothing for that space in between. 
I would sometimes say to the doctors, just give me something so my son doesn't get embarrassed at his baseball game because his dad's head is hanging below his shoulders. I would say my daughter doesn't want him when she's cheering at the basketball game because people are asking her. And I would say to the doctors, what could you give me just for a couple of months? And they were like, repeatedly, there is nothing. So I'm sorry. And so that was something that was really difficult and Kelly, you and I have talked about this, where I had to have my breakdowns, rebuild myself back up, and tackle another day. And it was, as you brought up recently, it wasn't just a really shorter amount of time. It was years and years, almost a full decade of being in the space in between and trying to find the hope in that space. There were nights that it just was not there. And I had these two kids... So I said, okay, I'll figure out a way to do this again tomorrow. I don't know how. And it was a constant full-time and a half job to just wake up, get breakfast ready, write the schedule on the blackboard, and know that like he was going to fall and I was not going to be able to pick him up or know that he was going to have a doctor, another doctor appointment when they just basically measured how bad he had gotten. There was never any hope to those appointments. So it was a really dark time. And one of the things I remember the most about that time is how my friendship with you did really deepen because you were able to wade into those dark waters with me. It was you being able to hear how bad it is and not tell me that your husband refused to install a fan for your parents and that you understood how bad a marriage could get because you were mad at him for not going to your parents' house and installing a fan, whereas just that sentence alone would trigger me because I didn't have a husband who could install anything and I certainly couldn't get mad at him for not doing it, but like it showed a lack of understanding. It showed a lack of community when someone would say something about their husband or their wife that was, I don't want to use the word shallow, but was so not relatable to what was going on with me. First, let me say, you in that time were so strong that sometimes you couldn't even see that yourself. But I will tell you, when I asked you that question, you started the whole first part of that was about I had to do this, I had to do this, I had to do this. Not once did you ever talk about what you needed in that. And I think that's so funny that wow. so many people who are sort of in those dark in between moments, they're just trying to survive and take care of everybody else. And I think there's a there was a moment one but it was like I had to check all these things off the list because everybody else needed me and I needed to figure these and I needed to fight doctors, and I needed to do all this. It's like when we're in those dark moments and those transition moments and those spaces in between, we forget about ourselves a lot because we're so used to taking care of, especially as moms, as everybody else. And so I think that's just really interesting. And I think people who are in those in-between moments, that that should be something they're aware of. You were part of my space in between, along with me sometimes talking to the universe along with me sometimes talking to myself and saying, Deneen, you've got to get through tonight. You've got to try to get some sleep. You've got to get up tomorrow and you've got to do this again. And you're going to keep doing this again until this man dies. I don't want it to sound to people like I was just waiting for him to die. But there does come a point in, I believe, a lot of caregivers' lives where they're looking at the person they're caregiving for and they know that this person 
doesn't have a way out. And so you don't necessarily want them to die, but you understand that there is no other end that's going to get them to a different existence, you know, a soul-based existence only if you believe in heaven. You almost want that for for that person at a certain point in time. But before you get there, there is this battle, there is this challenge, and it is really difficult. And what we can all hope to gain from hopefully me having this podcast with people like Kelly and other friends that are going to come on is learning how even when it's the darkest, you would have something beautiful happen. The space in between is a pause in the energy of something where you know it was one thing, but you're not sure what the next thing is. So it's it's a terminal diagnosis that we just discussed. It's maybe you're in a happy marriage and your husband tells you or your wife tells you she wants a divorce. So at that moment, you're still married. Soon, you're not going to be. Maybe it's losing a job that you love. So you get your, I guess they call them pink slips, right? You get your pink slip, but you're still employed. Soon, you won't be if things don't change. What is the space in between? Maybe those are just symptoms. It's, I believe, it's a stoppage. It's an unexpected, almost traumatic stop in something that, and maybe for me, it's like in some ways it's not because we're going to also discuss other things that are expected, like your kids graduating. That's not unexpected, although it's traumatic. <laughs> um, so it's to me, it's a, and in some ways, it's a traumatic ending to something that you have to call on your own reserves to get to the next part. And in that between time, you're in the space in between. Our producer is sitting here and she's about to have a baby and we're so happy for her. But like there's a space in between now where she knows she's going to be a mom. She has an idea of what that looks like because she's seen other friends, people in her family. She has a mom. But do you truly understand what that next level is until you're there? So right now there's a baby growing and it's going to come into your world and it's just an amazing thing. But there's this time between not being a mom, being in the middle stages of your chrysalis, growing that baby throughout the vomiting and whatever else. But there is possibly some thoughts that come up that you do have to navigate during your own space in between finding out you're pregnant, experiencing your baby growing, and then knowing the day is going to come that you're going to have to deliver. And for me, that was my big fear as a pregnant woman that knew there was going to be something. I can't wait to meet him. I can't wait to meet him. But I was like, but I have to go through this thing that I've never gone through that everybody talks about is horrible to get to there. So that's a positive life experience that could also be right? Like a little bit traumatic in some way where you're thinking about it. For me, getting married was, I was always like, I'm not getting married, or I don't think I'm going to get married. And then everybody who asked me ended up exiting some way in my life because they asked. And then I finally was like, I think it could be this guy. And I remember leading up to the wedding, it was a beautiful life event, but almost me fighting it in that space in between. I remember yeah. my really good friend McCaslin at the time, she was like, I've got the car ready. I think he's amazing. I don't want you to do this, but I want you to know because you are, I can see your free. I'm not, I was never saying to anyone, I'm not going to marry him. But I think people who knew me really well were actually afraid. And I found out later that Jonathan actually told all of my friends if any one of you indulges her in her 
desire to not show up at the wedding venue, you will deal with me for the rest of your life. He was like, you keep her on a short leash. She does Because I think he also knew that I was like, do I really want to get married? Do I really want to do this? And it was, I think, just the fear of this amazing event. And I think I was probably equally as scared as becoming someone's, quote, wife, as I was as becoming someone's mom. There was this vacillating thought of like, do I want to? It's a beautiful commitment. People have, I, I now believe that you live longer when you're with someone who cares about you and supports you. You are more um, engaged in your community. You're just in every way able to maybe even professionally grow in a way. So everything is really good about the beginning stages of a marriage, right? But I don't know. Like, I just feel like, yeah, I had a difficult time with that title change in my space in between. I think that's the cool thing about this podcast is the fact that everybody probably has their own spaces in between with certain topics that you're going to address where they know somebody who has. And I think the cool thing is that maybe you're going to bring up some things people haven't thought about. And there are times when we talk about the stuff that we're going through and we say, oh, I didn't even think about that, right? Yeah. But when you can tap your people to give you those resources or ideas from a different perspective, that's really powerful. And I think that's going to help a lot of people to be able to just listen in and feel like they're not alone and feel like they can take what they've learned here and help their friend or help themselves or whatever that might look like. So what do you think some of the topics you're going to talk about are? So I think we're going to talk about, as we said, the space in between as it relates to something great, which we still have trauma about, which is we have busy high school seniors right now, but we know that in less than two months, we are both, you and I, going to be empty nesters. I want to touch on some cancer touch points with other people and how they've navigated that successfully or become a real huge help in their community and their space in between. We're going to touch on divorce and widowhood. In other words, post not going through leading up to being a widow, like what I just talked about. We're going to explore how to just in life, if you find out you're going to lose your job, how to keep that space in between going with positivity. I have an idea of a guest for that has a lot of good positivity in her life that she can help other people call up and bring to their own. I want to talk about things as mundane as Navigating tech at home, if you're someone who used to have a roommate who did it, or if you're someone who had a husband or spouse who did it, and all of a sudden you have to figure out how to set up the TV with the Roku or whatever, where do you call that up in yourself because you don't have the money to hire someone and you don't have the muscle, meaning the capacity to do it? I want to even maybe bring in some issues of how people navigate their space in between for the good of their community. This podcast will hopefully build community, right? My hope is that not only do we help you by listening, but you also, people that are listening, you start to help each other because we form this community that lifts each other, that does brainstorm questions together. And that is a, that's a huge hope of mine. That's a huge goal of mine for this community, for this podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. Remember that even in your worst days, there is always something beautiful. You just need to look for it. Until next time.